Rise and shine. everybody that alarm went off a little late this morning uh welcome to abq guys welcome to tell abq radio and the morning mix glad to have you guys here beautiful day in albuquerque we're looking at 71 degrees right now guys high of about 88 degrees today chance of another thunderstorm today traffic we're gonna get to that here in a minute but first i got a very special guest in studio longtime friend of mine seth bidoff Seth, welcome to the show. Josh, man, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I got to say, you know, I'm really impressed with the setup you got here. You know, it's, yeah. it's a big step up from where we were two years ago <laughs> doing Seek and Strike. The Seek and, and Strike. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, this is great. I'm happy to be on. Yeah. Happy to, I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. Like, this we're we're going gonna to talk randomness today because that's what we do. But, Seth, you write for your uh, ESPN, and then you have your own podcast. Explain what you do, man. Yeah, I've been writing for ESPN Radio here in town, 1017 The Team, uh, for the past uh, two and a half years now. Yeah. Covering New Mexico United. I've also covered uh, UNM men's global basketball. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I do host my own podcast, the Somos Mas podcast. Uh, we are a part of Somos Mas NM. We mm-hmm. uh, broke off, uh, we kind of, it's a, it's, a, it's a group that's me and a couple other guys from, uh, uh, from Somos Unidos News yeah. uh, from the first couple of years of New Mexico United's exist- existence. And so, yeah, we sit down every week and we talk about New Mexico United. We do uh, uh, talk about some of the bigger stories from the sports world at large. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I, I checked out a few of your shows and you and Jacob do a great job with that. Um, I've been on there once. <laughs> that was, I think, last year during the pandemic when yeah. you first started doing your, your video and, and then there. But, yeah, like you said, long step from where we were two years ago doing shows and uh, random places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, welcome here, guys. If you guys have any questions for Seth, uh, we do have a text line that you guys could chat in 575 727 4503. 575 727 4503. And if you guys want to ask anything for Seth, I'm glad he'll be. Uh, happy to answer anything you guys have for him, including why he's wearing Atlanta Braves <laughs> polo. But we all know why. He's an Atlanta guy. Exactly. Yeah, born and raised in the Atlanta area. Grew up out there. So, uh, you know, a lot of people say I'm an Atlanta sports homer. But, mm. uh, no, I love my sports teams. You know, uh, the Braves, Falcons, Hawks, uh, Atlanta United, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and, and and what might come as a surprise to some folks is I'm a Georgia Tech fan. Georgia Tech. Over yeah. Georgia, right? Over Georgia. Yeah, UGA yeah. is, of course, the, is considered the bigger fan base over there. Why did you choose Tech over Georgia? Well, a lot of us do is I have family that went to Georgia Tech. Uh, okay. uh, my uncle is a chemical engineer, graduated Georgia Tech, and so we've just we've always been uh, you know, rambling wreck and, <laughs> and uh, love being down at the flats on a Saturday afternoon. And how, how is the football environment? I know it's got to be huge, right, in Georgia? Oh, yeah. Way better than here. Yeah, oh, man, the, the football environment there is huge. The rivalries, the the atmosphere, it doesn't it doesn't get any better than the Saturday in, in the southeast. So And two quarterbacks from Georgia currently in NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, Jake Fromm is with Buffalo, and then now Justin Fields getting his start with Chicago. Yeah, and Matt Stafford, too. Oh, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford that's Stafford, correct, yeah, and with Matt, the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford, honestly, I, again, I hate UGA. Not, I can't stand UGA. <laughs> I do have some family members that are UGA supporters, but... Uh, 
No, honestly, I think Matt Stafford's had a tremendous career. Um, yeah. He's been a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed watching him at Georgia just because of how talented he is and to see what he did in Detroit mm-hmm. for as long as he has with how little talent has been around him. Can you imagine him now with yeah. the talent that he's got in L.A.? Yeah. We could see the Rams push for a, a playoff and possibly a Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be good to see. I mean, L.A. needs a championship. Yeah, there. Matt Stafford needs one. I yeah, mean, he does. Years in Detroit where you're on a losing squad for many years. Poor Detroit. <laughs> what is? I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about sports because you do write for the United. We'll talk about the United a little bit later because we had Sombrero Man yesterday, and he was telling us we got some inside scoops yes. on what's going on with the United. Um, but let's talk a little bit about sports. And, man, there's just too much going on right now. We have Olympics. We had the Gold Cup on Sunday. We had uh, NFLs getting started this week. Like this Last Sunday was the last Sunday with no football. Yes. Until uh, February. Oh, man, there's so much going on. It's hard to keep track of everything. And, you know, I mentioned we on the podcast, we try to talk about different things from the world of sports. And, yeah. you know, last night we, we had our big stadium discussion uh, yeah. about, uh, about here in Albuquerque. But at the same time, you know, I always try to do like one burning question, you know, what's something big from the world of sports or maybe something else. And so we talked about the men's national team and their win over Mexico and yep. the Gold Great Cup. Win. Uh, you know, tried to, we're trying to figure out what happened to the women's national team. Choked. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They choked. And, you know, yeah, like I said, there's Olympics going on. There's so many storylines from the Olympics, you know. Premier League starting up next weekend. Yeah, uh, you know the Scottish Premier League's already going. USL, MLS are at their halfway point to the season. Baseball's in full swing. You know NFL's kicking off. Like, oh, I love so the puns. Much going on. Man. I love the puns. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is like a man's dream. Yes. right here because the wife's all, "Are your sports over yet?" But nope, we are in the like. We're in basketball is just a couple of weeks yeah. away. How about NBA free agency yesterday? What the hell is up with the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, they're going. Trying, they're, they they're recruited the, the next one. Yeah. yeah, the retirement home is where they <laughs> recruited Carmelo Anthony, thirty-seven. Yeah, Dwight Howard, thirty-six. LeBron, thirty-six. What's LeBron thinking? I don't know, man. I mean, LeBron's looking at it for the last gasp, and, and you know, Melo and uh, and those guys. I mean, they're talented. They still are, and yeah. you know, Melo can still ball. Melo played with the Hawks uh, over the last couple of years, and so he showed that he can still do it. Yeah. Given his age, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, you know, what would have happened if Jordan had come back at, you know, 36, 37. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Come yeah, back, and yeah. he failed. Yeah. Well, he was on the Wizards. Wizards, too. yeah. At <laughs> that time, the Wizards were not good at all. No. And so, if you think if he had come back to a team like the Bulls or the Lakers or something, what might have happened? Could you imagine if Jordan and Kobe on the same team? Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, my God. And you had Shaq. Shaq, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Lakers would have destroyed, or they did destroy everybody without Jordan. <laughs> um, but no, it. See, to me, that's what's making it hard to watch NBA. Yeah. Because now you have all these stupid power teams, and the other teams can't keep up because, one, they, they don't have the finances for it. But who really wants to watch the Lakers, the Bulls, and Nets all year long? Yeah. That's why I was so happy when it was Buck Suns. Oh, yeah. Year. It well, pissed off the NBA. Oh, it absolutely did. And, you know, you saw the fan bases. You know, they, they weren't happy about it. Yeah. And as someone who, sort of, you know, on the periphery, for the NBA, for me, you know, seeing Bucks, Suns, or even you know, even if Atlanta had gone to the finals, mm-hmm. like even as an objective observer, you know, you get two teams that haven't been there in a while, mm-hmm. and so you talk about these super teams, and I think it all started with the decision mm-hmm. from LeBron. I mean, granted, teams have always tried to buy their championships and look for those uh, 
superstar players, but LeBron's decision, and then you got the Heat, and you got LA, and you know the teams that are going, on, you know, doing what they are now. Like it's just, you know, there's no parody in the NBA now. No, and it's just not even making it fun to watch, and that's what's getting hard for me with the NBA. I'm a Spurs fan. Yeah. And I don't even know who we picked. <laughs> I don't know half the <laughs> Doug McDermott, like the kid from Creighton back in the name. Like, yeah. who the hell are you? Like, where have you been? He apparently was a pacer. And it's just like, why? What are we doing? Why we can't? Why can't we go after? But I did hear something funny. A lot of people don't want to play for Pop anymore. Really? Yeah. There was an NBA player, I guess, announced on ESPN yesterday that he's like, San Antonio is not a destination you want to go to. Hmm. I don't know if it's Pop's political views or anything like that, but a lot of people were like. Because we heard the um, the NBA or the uh, NBA players in Tokyo were very frustrated after their losing. They were saying, "We don't want to run Pop's offense." Yeah. Because you know why? Because he involves passing. <laughs> right. All these players, they want to. You know, it's all about me, me, me. They don't want to pass the ball anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and that's tough. And and it's hard because Pop is one of those coaches that's been around the NBA for for years. Twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah. Been one of the most successful NBA coaches. Yeah. And it's hard to argue against that. But if you if the superstars don't want to go play for you anymore, then you know maybe it's time for them to move on. But. And then like when people are like, is San Antonio really a destination city? Like. L.A., you got the beaches, you got the women, you got the parties, yeah. New York, the same thing, and it's making it hard to recruit these players, these superstars, and, you know, you get small markets like Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go to the Valley of the Sun? Like, <laughs> Devin Booker is probably going to be leaving soon, I guarantee it. Someone's going to offer him something amazing. So the Suns, enjoy it while you can. Giannis, I don't know if he'll ever leave Milwaukee. He's got it I'm pre-made, sure but will. I'm sure if... New York Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets were like, hey, we got this contract for you. Gone. Yeah. Because who yeah. wants to go to Milwaukee? Yeah, no one. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, Indiana, you know, no yeah. one really wants to play there. I mean, that's why the Pacers haven't been good in, in really in years. <laughs> Since and, Reggie. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, you know, again, Knicks, Nets, you know, LA come in with money, Golden State come in with, yeah. come in with money. That's where players want to go. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. Too much sports. But I want to talk to a little bit about Olympics as well. How are you liking it so far this year? You know, aside from all the NBC nonsense, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's. I, I saw something the other day, and I was reading an article about it, and they were showing there was a there was a final event going on, yeah, it was like a swimming final, and instead of showing that, they cut away to show like the semifinals of water polo. I'm like, why would you go and do that? And you have the <laughs> final of an event coming up, yeah. and, and so. I've maintained for years that I think NBC needs to lose their rights to the Olympics. Now, I know they have the rights to broadcast it through through 2032, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, it's so hard to watch because they don't focus on anything. And then they show, like, all these get-to-know-the-players and the the athletes type thing where it's like, oh, they're down on the farm. Okay, that's great, but show me the events. I, I can watch. I would gladly sit there and watch Olympics for four or five, six, seven hours, seven hours at a time and throw it on the background while I'm working, whatever. But there isn't consistent coverage. Yeah. It jumps around. And mm-hmm. I love Mike Tirico and I you know, I love some of the some of the names on there, but and then it's just it's hard to follow at times. Yeah. And you know what's also hard is they're fifteen hours ahead of us. Yes. So and what these things like to report, like ESPN and Schefter, I don't know what Schefter is doing reporting in Olympics, but we see it before it even happens. They're like, right. oh, this person won gold. Man, that was going to be on tonight on NBC. Like, yeah, I want to watch it. 
Yeah. Spoilers. It, it, that's the thing. NBC wants to direct people to those live replays. Live, live replays. Live replays. And so they get the primetime viewership here in the States. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think the Olympics, you know, I, I'm completely okay with it being held in its natural time zone and all that. You know, we don't need to cater to the to the no. U.S. for everything. Like, no. There's no reason to adjust that. But something's got to change with the Olympics coverage. I mean, I remember back in 2000. 12, I think it was. Oh, in London? I, yeah, I think it was London. You could go online, like NBC.com, and watch every single event. Yeah. Just on their website for free. Mm-hmm. And now you have you have to have Peacock, you have to have cable, you have to have all these different <laughs> subscription packages in order to watch all the events. I think that's just absolutely silly. I have Xfinity, and we have the Olympic Channel. Yes. But they don't show the greatest events on there. <laughs> I think horse trotting was on one day, and I was like, how the heck is this an Olympic sport? Yeah. Horse trotting. I think some people would say the same thing about skateboarding, but at least with that, I can see the athletic. Yeah, you have to nature. jump. You have to. Because how many people could. I mean, people could say how many people can ride a horse. And it's yeah. just like, but it's just trotting. Like, <laughs> we can see that on the farm. Yeah. Every single. But people are like, well, you can see skateboarding every day. But I think there's. I think it's more of an individual. Because on the horse, you're just what, yanking on the. I don't know. We're gonna get so many people yelling at me, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think I think what I like about this year is there isn't USA dominance. Yes, I'm an American. I love USA, but I love that other countries are now competing with us. Yes, and it just shows that the world is great. Like the world has athletes out there. Yeah, there are fantastic athletes out there from all over the world. And you would look at uh, how well Russia's been doing this year. You China. China's been doing really well. Yeah. And like you said, it's great to not see, and it's going to bring us, probably going to sound unpatriotic, but it's great to see not, USA not dominating everything. I mean, yes, we have our our primary events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been disappointing to see the, the national team collapse as they have in, in women's soccer. It's been disappointing to see, you know, some of the other stuff that's been going on. You know, uh, Simone Biles you know, dropping out. So I think I completely support her decision, you know, mental health. It, it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do still have stories like Katie Ledecky and some others like that that are still doing well. But there's definitely concerns about some of these, you know, national teams for the U.S. And the basketball team is one that I'm concerned about. I'm not even convinced that they can win the gold this year. (laughs) They got Australia tonight, I believe. Um, Patty Mills, former Spur, just tearing it up for Australia. I have an upset alert. Okay. Slovenia with Luka. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to take it all. They could. He's tearing it up, man. He's seventeen and zero with his squad. Yeah, and I, I, I would love to see. I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan. I would love to see him take the gold because I'm not a big fan of our team USA. I don't really like anybody on there. Drew Holiday would probably be the only, or True Holiday, whatever his name is, Holiday yeah. would probably be one of my favorites. Booker as well, but it's just the women's soccer. I knew it was coming. You get so many superstars who get involved with politics, politics, and. They get wrapped up in commercials and all that stuff, and then they get a big head. Like what happens? Canada comes in and beats you. And Sweden. And Sweden, yeah. No, two uh, huge losses for the women's national team there. And it's hard to really say what the issue is with that team. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely disappointing for a side that has had won so many consecutive matches, like 44, 45 consecutive matches that they, that they had won, and coming off the World Cup victory, you know, the last time out. and. So yeah, it's just it's hard to say hard to say what's going on with them, and you know as far as the, the basketball team, you know where where's Trey Trey Young? Yeah, where's Trey Young? Where? Why is he not there? He didn't want to though. 
I don't blame him. You know, oh, no, no, you got to, I mean, give it to like Holiday and Booker. And yeah. I think there was another, who was the other one from the Bucks that was there? There's somebody else from the Bucks. Uh, Middleton. Uh, Middleton, yeah. Yeah. Give it to those guys. They won it. They were playing in the NBA Finals. 15 hours later, they're on a plane for a 15-hour flight. Yeah. Like, gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, guys. And then when we come back, Seth is really here. We're going to talk United, okay, because they had a match on Sunday. Uh, we've been talking to everybody that I brought in from United about stadium. So we're going to talk about that. And then I want to talk about traffic. I have to get to that. Here in a little bit. So make sure that you guys do not go anywhere. We'll be right back right here on the Morning Mix on TLABQ Radio. Don't change that dial. The Morning Mix will be right back. Yeah, that's not good, man. (laughs) Um, Beautiful day, guys, in Albuquerque right now. We're looking at 80, or 80. (laughs) We're looking at 71 degrees right now. Uh, Chance of thunderstorms a little later, guys. I wasn't even... I said a 10% chance yesterday of rain. That's what this thing is telling me. Dude, it was like a freaking hailstorm and wind, and I was like, yeah. I'll never listen to Weatherman again. Monsoon season has been crazy this year. Yeah. Been, I've lo- absolutely loved it. You know, yeah. It's been great, and uh, I, we definitely need some more rain. I know there's a flash flood watch for most of the day today. And, yeah. and so, I mean, just bring on the rain, man. We bring desperately it need it. I love it. I love it when it rains. But it was just weird yesterday. It was coming down. like yeah. Streets flooded in like two minutes. But then, you know, it's funny. It's, like, sunny outside, and it's raining. Only yeah. in New Mexico. Only in New Mexico. Well, I, you know, you should, uh, I know you guys uh, just got back from the East Coast trip. And, mm-hmm. uh, if you get a chance, go down to Florida. There's, like, a, there's a daily shower around 2, 2.30 every single day. Really? Oh, yeah, about oh, five, yeah. ten minutes, you know. <laughs> no matter where you are in Florida, it's going to rain. It's going to rain on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mind the East Coast. The only part I didn't like about it was Washington. And let me okay. tell you why I didn't like Washington. We happened to go during their heat wave. My luck. Yeah. Okay. 82% humidity. Ew. Wonderful. Gross. <laughs> Dude, I was... Me being from these... I don't know. I you it. like you it. Know, I yeah. love the humidity. You're a Georgia guy. Yeah. So that's like that's like beautiful weather to you. <laughs> you come here, it's like, it's so dry. Yeah, can't. exactly. It's just taken me a long time to get used to this out here. Yeah. I love the humidity back east. And anytime I step off a plane in Atlanta, it's just like, You're oh, like bring oh. it on. Yeah. When I got off that plane in Washington, D.C., and we were going to our Uber, I was like, ugh. I'm like, why am I sticky? <laughs> I just walked off. Like... Yeah. I don't know, and then it was hot, and like you, you got an eight-year-old, you know, you got my mom with me, my wife with me, we're all dying in the heat. Like the zoo, there is trees, so there's no breeze going through, and you're like, I just want cold air. <laughs> and it's like that in Vegas. Have you you've been to Vegas? Right? No, I've actually never. No, been. you never no. been to Vegas. Okay, so it is super hot, 120 degrees over there. Yeah. But the casinos, right when you walk in, they got this air conditioning blasting, dude. You got hundreds of people just standing right there <laughs> on the entrance. They don't want to gamble. They just want to sit in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know what's funny? I, re- I was reading an article, and look, and I saw this with Coach Grant Harvey of the Lobo Hockey Team. He was saying, we're never happy with the seasons. Those of us in summer are like, man, I wish it was fall. Yeah. Then when it fall, it's, man, I wish it was winter. In winter, man, I'm cold. I wish it was summer. We're uh, we're never happy. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think that's true. No matter where you're at. Yeah. You know? Now, I mean, I've certainly lived areas where the winters are definitely a bit milder than than what we have mm-hmm. here. But no, yeah, people are always upset for some reason or another. And yeah. you know, at least from uh for from a lot of people that I know, it's a lot of it has to do with the you know the sports that are coming up. It's like, oh, I miss football season or I miss <laughs> basketball season. It's not it's not necessarily so much about the weather, but it's, you know, a return to I want football. And then when our team starts sucking, it's like, well, there's basketball. 
Because <laughs> you're a Falcons fan. Yes. I'm a Broncos fan. Um, I don't know how our teams are going to do this year. Um, mine can't even find a quarterback. We don't even know who's going to start. You have Matty Ice. You yeah. lost Julio Jones. Lost Julio. Terrible, terrible. <sighs> uh, I, I, I was disappointed with that, but, you know, it, it, it's the way it's the way it is. You yeah. know, players leave, players come in, and there's always the NFL draft. So. And you got Tom Brady in your division. Yeah, we got, you know, Tom Bay. At least, least Breeze is gone. Yeah, Breeze is gone, which is going to be uh, beneficial for, <laughs> for everyone within the division. But, you know, I mean, Breeze was a, a division, a, a generational talent. You know, yeah. Breeze was so good. And, you know, I, I give a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of stick to, to Brady. But he, Brady's unbelievable. You know, he really yeah. is a, a talent. Brady proved me wrong this year. Yeah. I was like, there's no way that man could go and make the Buccaneers a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And it wasn't looking like that for a while. He was 7-5. and five. They were looking on the inside out. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, Brady is human. Like, but then he goes on this incredible run, destroys it in the playoffs, and I'm like, he, he's the goat. Yeah, I, I have to. I never admitted it. I never <laughs> wanted to, but I'm just like, he's the goat. And if he really wants to prove me wrong, he'll go to. Ugh, I don't even want to say this. Dallas and go. win. If he can do that, he is the all-time <laughs> greatest football player. Um, but I want to talk to you real quick before we talk United about traffic. Yes, I, you said something about you were talking about this on your podcast. For some reason, whenever school starts, all the hermit crabs decide <laughs> to come out, and it makes traffic horrible here. Yes. I don't know what the hell is going on in Las Lunas. School, like, the, the elementary schools haven't even started yet, and people are going 15 miles per hour. The school light zones are not even blinking. There's no kids around. I know that I know they have those lights in quite a few spots through Las Lunas. Yeah, through know. the main roads. Yeah. And it's just like... There's no kids. <laughs> Why are we going 15 miles per hour? Yeah, it's like that all over town. You know, I, I've, you know, I have three kids in three different mm-hmm. schools, and so it's uh, it, you know, driving through all the school zones. It's definitely frustrating. And then, <laughs> you know, and then when those lights are going, when it's not, when school's not even in, and then people decide and, to speed. Yeah, people decide to speed then. You know, <laughs> or you know, in the summer, you know, people are so used to doing it for you know six months. You know, yeah, they're still they're still going you know fifteen miles an hour. Yeah, so. I was literally looking around. And I was like, there is not a kid in sight. There's not a school <laughs> bus. There's nobody at the school. What is going on? Yeah. And then you get into Albuquerque, and it's school buses all over the place. I think they're getting APS hasn't officially started yet. They start in a couple of weeks. I APS think APS starts on the eleventh. Eleventh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like there's a cop. No joke, cop coming here to the way to studio. He was going 45 on the freeway and then stopping periodically, putting his taillights on. I was like, what is he doing? He's going to cause an accident. And I think, is he trying to pull somebody over? Is he trying to pull a fast one on somebody? I don't know what he was doing. But I got your ID number. I got your car number. I'm going to report you to whoever I need you to report to. Because that, well, that's reckless driving, man. 45 on a freeway? Who yeah, does that? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. Unless you're like 90. I don't see any reason. No, he was a young cop. He was a young guy. Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, rookie. Give me the flow of traffic, man. Man, and then this town especially. Yeah. We we are the New Mexico guys. If Those of you out of state, we are the uh, I got to stop and look yeah. state. If there's an accident, and it's just a tiny little fender bender, it will cause four-hour delays. Yeah. People have to stop and stare, and there has to be uh, yeah, like... Yeah, especially around, like, you know, 4th Street, you know, right there, the Big Eye, uh, and the traffic will back up, you know, all the way up to the, uh, up 25 North. Like, it's yeah. terrible. Gosh. And what sucks is this town is behind. Yeah. We don't... We're growing in, in human bodies over here, but the roads aren't meant for 2 million people. Exactly. 
They, we only have, it's funny, like, you go to Phoenix, you go to Denver, you go to Atlanta. There are multiple big eyes. Yeah. There's not just one. We're over here with our cute little one little crossover, and people are like, what the hell, man? This, and that's not even built right. No, it's not. The guy's a mess, and, you know, they put the, the new interchange out there at a Paseo, and, man. It, it's... Who puts a changeover on the right side of the lane? I don't know. <laughs> it's beyond me. And you talk about, you know, the roads not being able to handle the traffic. The roads can't even handle the amount of water that we get during monsoon season. <laughs> so it's hard to say what NMDOT is doing. And in Las Lunas, yes, my wife is listening. I hate the roads there. Yeah. Like one way in, or two ways in, two ways out, mm-hmm. are your main ones. You got, I mean, you got your little side roads that take you to Berlin and stuff like that. But when there's an accident on one, good luck trying to go the other way because a hundred other people are trying to go with you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know how it is like in Moriarty or anything like that. I can only. I, it's bad <laughs> going out that way during the winter, especially when, Ugh, when the weather snow. comes in. Yeah. But I, really, um, unless there's a wreck on forty east west somewhere, it's not that bad of a drive. No, I, mean, I can only imagine. And in that in that town, or like in any of those other small towns like Moriarty, you probably, everybody knows each other. So if you bump into somebody, oh, I'm sorry, Ralph. <laughs> I got your, I hit your truck, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah uh, it, there's nothing there. You got a grill protector. You can buff that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of local guys, Seth, you're a big United guy. That's how we met with through a podcast for the United. Um, the biggest controversy going on right now is the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, we drew 0-0 with Tacoma. We got the 14th. We got the crybaby El Paso coming back. The crybaby locomotives. The flopping fish. The flopping fish. It, 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 did you see San Antonio's chant on, on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Not only did we have a problem with that man, but San Antonio had a problem with that man. Oh, yeah. Harry, uh, you know, a, a friend of the show, Harry Austin, uh, does, uh, does some coverage for San Antonio. Yeah, they were they were just as aggravated with Yuma as we were. And, you know, it, they were very outspoken on social media about how... El Paso handled their match against them. Yeah, and, you know we talked to Troy after the after the match against last the mass, after, Sorry, after the last match against El Paso, and you know Troy wouldn't name a player specifically, but you know he he, he talked up the gamesmanship, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know he said that when teams start doing stuff like that, you know that means that you've got the upper hand, and and really United did look the better side against El Paso the last time they were here, and. You know, again, Yuma and those other guys, you know, taking every opportunity they could to, to hit the deck. And, I mean, there were 37 fouls called in that match. And, uh, I actually read, I was reading on the USL Championship website, that, that actually isn't even the most called inside of a match yet. This year. Oh, my gosh. It's tied for 10th most. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, but now it, it's it's hard to watch, whether mm-hmm. especially if you're a casual supporter, someone that's trying to get into soccer, you see plays stopping, you know, 37-plus times in a match. and. It's hard. It's hard to watch, and it yeah. makes people not want to watch. Yeah. Real quick, we have a special shout-out to Isaiah Montoya. He starts school today. My stepson. Nice. And so, good luck, buddy. Love you. Have a good day at school. Those are the good ones, right? Yeah. And I, 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 I want to see one of his first days. I haven't seen it yet, but my wife probably took like a 1,000 pictures. And I know he smiled, right? You smiled. <laughs> I'm, I know you're listening. Your mom just told me you were so, good luck, buddy. Have a good day at school. Do your homework when you home, dude. But, yeah, back to United. Um, I asked Adri this last week when she was in here. 
we had a question come in, and someone who's not a big fan of soccer asked, why do they flop around like fish? Mm-hmm. And it's just, he's a hockey guy, okay? So he doesn't understand the point of soccer when somebody falls on the ground and they have to do an Academy Award performance on their injury. Because Yuma did that last time yeah. he was here. And he even got the stupid free spray yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah, it, when players do that, it's a matter of bringing attention to it. They're trying to draw a foul. Yeah. They're trying to, draw, They're waste like, clock. trying to waste clock, depending on the time of the match, especially if it's you know, 80th minute plus. I mean, they're trying to waste time, and, or they're trying to draw a yellow card you mm-hmm. know, against uh, against their opponents. And that that's really all there is to it. I mean, there's a there's a gif that go, that's going around on the internet. It's been going around for years of Neymar you know, rolling like 18 <laughs> times on, on, the, on the pitch. And, and so... Yeah, it's that's all it is. It's it's time wasting. It's trying to you know pull a yellow. It's trying to break up the momentum and yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, it's hard to watch. When I first got into soccer, I'm like, what is going on? Like, why are these guys just like falling over like they've been shot? Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to watch. And Andrew did bring up a good point. You got. She said, you know, you got to think about it sometimes. Some of these guys are legit. Like. Yeah. They're out there running around the whole entire match. Somebody's hitting an ankle, and with cleats, someone hits you just right. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And But some of these guys take it over. <clears throat> Yuma <clears throat> no, <laughs> yeah. uh, falls over. Dude, nobody even touched him that one. We were, me and you were yeah. in the booth, and nobody even touched him, and he fell over. Yeah. And you're like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, why are you falling over? And it's hard to, to justify, you know, from a fan's perspective. You know, okay, yeah. so that's a legitimate foul. That's not a foul. You know, looking at it from our perspective, a bit up in the booth, like it's hard to really tell sometimes what actually happens, and and uh, you what you saw against the in the Loudon match, mm-hmm. and, oh god, you know that while well, that has a, had its own issues, <laughs> that you know, should never be mentioned. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a team that's basically traveling a mile high, yeah, and they don't play at this altitude; they're not used to it. So there are going to be some physio issues there, but you know, what, the thing that the one thing that does bother me is that you know because it is so hard to tell, like when there is. There wasn't. There was a, a collision during the last El Paso match. You know, a possible head injury, and you know the Pobrecito chant goes off. I'm like, guys, yeah. you're just you know, come on. Like, yeah. Pay attention to what actually happens. Potential head injuries. You've got to give them time. Yeah. And speaking of that word, some of our fans got in trouble in Tacoma. Yeah. For using that word. <laughs> Apparently, I was reading on a, on a chat on the United chat on Facebook. And they were saying that they were chanting that, and the security guard ran over to them and said they had to stop. Yeah. Because they thought it was a curse word in Spanish. And they're like, no, 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 it means poor baby. Like, you can even look it up. Like, we'll show you. Yeah. It means poor thing or poor baby. And the, the security guard is all, nope. Nope, you have to use something else. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want us to use? Like, there's, I don't know. What do you think about that? You know, I understand the concern about not wanting, you know, any sort of homophobic or racist language or anything like that to be used. But if you're unfamiliar with the terminology, like, definitely find out what is before right. you make that decision. You know, don't necessarily just step in and say, hey, you know, you can't say that, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have a problem here with other <laughs> The chance. other P word. Yeah, with the other, with the other <laughs> chance. And so, you know, I, and there's a vast difference between that and pobrecito. And, you know, it's... It's difficult to, to judge, and you know, even in the men's national team match the other night, you heard the, oh, yeah. the PA announcer, you know, make a, a statement. And so, you know, I, I get the concern, but at the same time, you've got to let things go to an extent. Yeah. And then the one big thing now is the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've had Adrian here. I've had 
Adam Nish in here. I've had some bro man in here. Now I have you. I know you're all for the stadium. We yes. were there. Um, the biggest concerns is how's it going to affect people? Mm-hmm. But Peter uh, Trevisani has already said, I want to help. What can I do? Like, let's work together. And that's what a lot of people did. And we were talking during the break, and the one thing that we both agreed on is the media is not reporting this correctly. Yeah, that's been a big issue that I've had. And over the past few days, three, four, five days, you know, since the announcement came out, there's basically been an article a day mm-hmm. from some of these other major outlets, you know, KOB, KOET, saying, oh, well, there's opposition to the, to the stadium. Well, of course there's going to be opposition to the stadium. But if you look at the reporting that's being done, like they're not taking Peter's comments and in, in its entirety and putting them in there. We had the opportunity after the last El Paso match and the post-match press conference to to talk to Peter. Yeah. And which is a little bit unusual. Normally we get coaches. Yeah, coaches. Players, yeah. But, uh, after coach came out, we talked to him. We talked to Peter for probably you know, probably close to half an hour. Yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> which was in- incredible and. You know, talking to Peter, it's very clear what Peter and the ownership group and the stadium and the, and the club and the Somos Unidos Foundation, that what they want to do within the community. It's like we see it in the outreach that they've been doing for the past two and a half years. And, you know, Peter said, you know, he wants, it's not about displacing people. It's not about doing, it's about build, putting in a, a cornerstone piece in that area to help activate the area, bring in other businesses, bring in the families on the weekends instead of going to the zoo. I, I love the zoo, but, you know, if I can go down, you know, if there's another open space area that I can go to, mm-hmm. I mean, Peter even talked about why does the stadium have to be locked when there's not a match? Yeah. Why can't we go down, grab a cup of coffee, go sit in the stadium and have a chat with somebody? Yeah. Like, which I, I've never heard of a club do anything like that, but, you know, there's so many things that could be done in that area, in and around the stadium, wherever it is, you know, put in playgrounds, put in shops, put in art installations, you know, the the stadium is going to be, the intention is for it to be a multi-use stadium. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have concerts, you could have the the local high school athletics, you know, being done there. You could have, you know, the the soccer, the state soccer championships. You could even potentially see, you know, and I don't want to put words in Peter's mouth, but, you know, maybe you could see like Rio Rapids play there. Yeah. Or some of the other local youth club soccer, Mm -hmm. you know, getting played out here. You know, what type of opportunity would that be for these kids who are in middle school, high school, oh, to, to play in front of eight, nine, ten thousand people? I would love it. You know, because if I was a kid, I remember Yaffle. You got to play at the the championship was at the soccer complex. Yeah, and to me that was a big deal. You're like, holy crap! I'm I'm at the UNM soccer complex. Can you imagine kids today saying you're going to play at United Stadium for the championship? Exactly, Dude. and you see it. You know. And I know it's different, you know, out in Dallas, you know, like the high school football gets to play. Yeah, those are it. college arenas themselves. Yeah, yeah, they get to play, yeah, those are insane. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the other facilities around town, you know, people have suggested, you know, UNM football stadium. Uh, University no. of people suggested UNM soccer complex. People have suggested uh, Nucinda community stadium. Like, you know, they're all great in, in theory, but you're still going to have to do massive renovations to any of those locations to make them – fall within USL requirements for, for a stadium. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you've got to think infrastructure, you know. I mean, UNM just put a new turf field down this summer. Yeah, and it's not soccer. No. No, it's meant for football. It's meant the ball does not bounce. Yeah, like exactly. it, should, it doesn't roll, you know. It's not going to be a field. And like I, I read what you were saying on Facebook yeah. to a couple of people. Like, people were like, why don't we just use UNM? 
Because it's UNMs. Yes. It's not United. I mean, for one, I don't think UNM even wants the no. club there. And then if you look at it, and I tried to put a link, and Facebook obviously isn't great for putting links inside of stuff. No. But, <laughs> you know, I, I highly recommend go look up on YouTube Indy 11 because they yeah. play at Lucas Oil Stadium. Just for one, look at the visual representation of how that looks. Number one, I think it looks terrible. And then two, you've got, you know, how does the ball play? We, we, we saw a couple weeks ago, and we've talked about, you know, how, how fast the ball plays on turf. How unnaturally the ball bounces on turf. I mean, there's that, and then there's also the concern about player injury. Yeah, you can't turn on a dime on turf. No, you can't. There's no give in turf like yeah. there is in grass. You know, and so I mean, there have been studies that go both ways on that. You know, yes, there's more injuries. No, there's not more injuries. I mean, ideally, you know, realistically, if you think about it, most soccer matches are played on grass. Mm-hmm. You know, all around the world, it's played on grass, and so you know, obviously, it's going to in num- terms of number of injuries, it's going to skew towards grass pitches, but if you look at it from a, from a, uh, I'm trying to, I lost my word there, but from uh, based on the number of matches that are played, like their injuries are significantly higher, it puts more wear and tear on the players on their ACLs, the lower body and body, and so it's it's hard to want to play on on services like that. And then yeah. from infrastructure standpoint, I mean, Nusenda is not big enough. UNM can seat forty thousand, but. Again, you've got the turf, you've got the infrastructure, you've got all sorts of issues there. Look at the soccer complex. You'd have to more than double the seating capacity. Mm-hmm. You've got to put in lighting. You've got to you know redo the field. You've got you know you've got to make it broadcast uh, able. And by the time you're done doing that, you spent yeah. seventy million dollars, <laughs> and we could have had a brand new stadium for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like like we said, you're not going to see a Starbucks in there. You're not going to see a Chick Fil A. You're not going to see. You're going to see, like some romance saying, you're going to see Garcia's. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Dion's. You're going to see these local coffee, Pinon Coffee, you know, and it's a matter of a Pinon, okay? Like, you're going to see the local places inside there. And that's what he wants. He wants the local community yeah. to be involved in this. Yeah, and Peter's talked about it at length. You know, it's about activating the area, you know, bringing people in. And, you know, again, you're making things just a cornerstone piece of it. You mm-hmm. know, there are things... I mean, I get that there are going to be some negatives to the stadium coming in. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up in Atlanta. I've seen four different stadiums go up in my lifetime, and, you know, they're not necessarily all in the greatest of areas. And, yes, there's been pushback on every single one of them. But it's about making a game day experience. And for what Peter wants to do and what the club wants to do, the foundation wants to do, even the city, you know, Mayor Keller's talked about it. You know, you, you want it to be an area. Could you imagine people walking around downtown like, how many people, how many families do you see walking around downtown on the weekend right now? None, because it's blocked off for all you drinkers. <laughs> exactly. And, it's, and and to have an area where people can go, people, Peter talked about, you know, playgrounds and things. He does, you know, he kind of intimated that it's going to be uh, just a wild-looking thing out there. And if Meow, Meow Wolf gets involved again, another local. Can you imagine a Meow Wolf inside Meow Wolf uh, Stadium? Hint. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called, but, you know, a Meow Wolf inside there. Yeah. And it's not yes. like it's not like the club is just pushing people out. You know, it's not like the club is, you know, p- forcing people to be homeless. Or you know, they, the the intention is to buy the properties. And you know, David Carl has come out and said, you know, the club is not going to this, the club and the city are not going to invoke eminent domain. I just yeah. take the property. Like that's not the that's not the plan. You know, they're going to pay people for what it's worth, and they're going to assist people with, you know, finding relocation and helping that. And I get that there's old buildings and things like that down there, but you got to preserve the buildings. No, I mean, you know. 
the rail yards are junk. Like yeah. you, they look horrible. You know, I was I was thinking in my head. You know how cool it'd be if they re, re, uh, redid the rail yards a little bit and made it part of the stadium. Yeah, like those old buildings yeah, and just cool. made it look like. They could be like our top of our dome because I would love a dome. Okay? Yeah, I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want the sun <laughs> coming down on us all the time. But it'd be cool. If maybe that thing retracted yeah. and made shade for like a rainy day. Or that way, we don't have rainy delays or anything like that. But it'd be cool, and it looked like a train, looked like coming over, and it would just guard the stadium from rain. But I think that would be cool. Yeah. See, but we're not that fancy here in Albuquerque. <laughs> all right, guys, we gotta take one quick break, and then we got our final segment. We're gonna put Seth to the test. I got some sports trivia for you. Okay. Okay, you're the sports guy. So I'm going to see how well you know sports. And then when we come back, guys, we'll have some more of the morning mix right here on TeleBQ. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. The morning mix will be right back. My boss, you know, she sends out these, these emails every day. It's like there's something in the subject line every day. It's national whatever day or it's this day. I'm like... It's a day. Who cares? I'm working. It's Wednesday. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I gotta say before we get into this last segment here, I appreciate this this uh, this mix you've got going on, the soundtrack you've got going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic, cool. man. Listening yeah. to some of this music and yeah, it's awesome, man. Like, um, I'm a big rock guy. I have yeah. another show called the Riddler's Killer Rock Show, and. I play these guys, and we've interviewed some of these guys, and you just kind of learn to love the music, man. It's yeah. kind of cool. But uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And first of all, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was nervous coming on after Sombrero, man. You know, he's, a, he's a big deal. He's here, a big you know? dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you know he's only 18 years old? Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It freaked me out. Yeah. We, we talked to him a couple years ago over, on, over at Seeking Strike, and you know, he was still, you know, he's obviously still in high school. And, he's a senior. You know, yeah, he's a senior now. That's, that's crazy, man. But, you know, it's funny. My wife says he's not a senior. Like, he doesn't talk no, like doesn't. an 18-year-old. He talks like a 35-year-old man. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> and, you know, Sabrero Man is a good guy. You know, he's he's a very dedicated, passionate fan. Unfortunately, he's a Sharks and A's fan. Yeah. Okay. Poor kid. I pray for him every day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he, he's he'll never see a championship in his day. Yeah. And I feel bad for the kid. Um, but, you know, you learn. You're young. Yeah. You know, but... The kid, he's smart, dude. He is. A, he's gonna be somebody one day. He, I bet you, him and uh, oh man, why his name just skipped my mind? Uh, the guy that does the uh, the actual broadcast on ESPN, Tyler. or Tyler. Yeah. yeah, him and Tyler are gonna be somebody one day. Yeah. I, I'm calling it right now. Tyler's gonna be calling Olympics one day, <laughs> and Sabrero Man's gonna be calling Oakland A's baseball. You yeah. know, that's that's how passionate these guys are. Um, but yeah, you're welcome anytime, man. And yeah, we want, yeah, anytime we want, maybe we get uh, the other guys in here as well and have a fiesta. Yeah. Um, but we're going to put you to the test. We just got a few minutes here. Um, we started late, so I'm going to end it a little late. We're going to test your sports knowledge. Okay. These are just random sports questions. Okay. It doesn't have to do, it's all over the place. What is the diameter of a basketball hoop in inches? Diameter of a basketball hoop in inches. I believe it is. Putting him on the spot, guys. I believe it is uh, 16 inches. Close. 18. 18, 18 inches. All right. This one got me. I was like, no, I thought this was something else. What's the national sport of Canada? Curling. No. No. Lacrosse. Really? Yeah. I thought it was hockey. I would have figured either hockey or curling. But no, it's lacrosse. <laughs> um, how many dimples does an average golf ball have? 
Oh, I used to know this. I think it's like 192. 336. Okay. Yeah, he was close. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give it to him. You know, these are hard. Like, I'm like, uh, let's see here. Um, what country has competed the most times in the Summer Olympic Games yet has yet to win in a gold medal? Now, this changed this year. Somebody actually, this this is old, but they won their first one ever. Uh, was it uh, Tunisia? The Philippines. Philippines, okay. Yeah, uh, the Tunisia Philippines. Got, Tunisia got a gold. Tunisia. Yeah, Tunisia got a gold. Philippines, uh, it was uh, the girl weightlifter. Oh, okay. Won her first ever, the first country's first ever gold medal. Uh, let's see here. Mm, what three races could combine the Triple Crown? Uh, Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and uh, Belmont. Dude, killed it. You killed it. <laughs> let's see here. Um, which golf tournament did Tiger Woods win by 12 strokes, cementing his first ever major championship win? Augusta. The Masters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Um, no, that's too easy. Uh, that one's too easy. <laughs> that one's too easy. What's going on? They got, they got easier. Um, how long is a marathon? Uh, 26 miles. 26, 26 miles. Yeah, miles yeah. Yeah. If you want to get technical yeah. for all you people that are technical <laughs> out there. Um... In meters, how big is an Olympic-sized swimming pool? Uh, how many? 100 meters in length. 50 meters 50 long meter, okay. and 25 meters wide. All right. That's pretty good. Um, we all know that one. You're a soccer guy. I'm not going to ask you that one. That's <laughs> here. Uh, what sport uses a net, a racket, and a shuttlecock? Badminton. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, did you watch badminton in the Olympics? I've seen it before. But it's not something that, you know, if I'm going to watch something obscure, I'm going to watch ping pong. People, I love ping pong. <laughs> Dude, uh, I was talking to my wife. I was like, they have doubles ping pong. Yeah. Hell no. I need to be my, my sport. Because if I I'm playing double, somebody. <laughs> I'm going to hit somebody. I'm going to push you out of the way. Yeah. Because they have to, they have to uh, switch when it comes to hitting. Yeah. Hell no. Like, I push... <laughs> I, I love my wife dearly. Okay, I love her to death. I would never harm her in any way. But we're playing table tennis. I'm pushing her out of the way and going, I got this. You know, because it's like, I don't know if I could trust my teammate. And it's such a small area anyway. I can see doubles tennis because you're on a wider court, but not table tennis. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Mm. My wife loves water polo. Okay. She digs it. She loves how the women just drown each other in the pool. And <laughs> the men are like strategic, you know. They're yeah. like, okay, we can go here. Um, curling is a great sport. We're going to have Winter Olympics coming up in just six months. Yeah. And curling is strategic. It's like, hmm. You gotta I play think I could things. get into curling. I mean, if you're, I mean I'm going to get in trouble saying this, but women should be great at curling. Sweeping and mopping. Yep, there's going to be <laughs> uh, my address. Uh, there is, yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> there's going to be a crowd of women waiting outside. That's uh, Josh yeah, Richard, Rick here of Tel ABC. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, no, the women, no. The, the Actually, women actually really do, for the U.S., actually kick butt yeah. and curling. It's the men that struggle. But it's just funny that they're yelling at, sweep, sweep. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I feel on the guys' team when the guys are yelling at me to sweep. Be like, okay, wife. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. 
Um, but Seth, once again, thank you for joining us, guys. We do got to get out of here. We got to go back to our normal lives out there. But Seth, thank you once again for joining us. Man. Yeah, man. Anytime. Glad to be here. And I uh, would love to come on and talk to you again. Sometime. Yeah, we're going to have to talk randomness next time because, you know, sports can get kind of a little boring sometimes. You know, yeah. we're, we'll, talk, we'll talk complete randomness. If you guys have it, make sure that you guys follow TelABQ on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Same with the Morning Mix, guys. We want to thank you. 160 likes and going strong on Facebook. Thank you so much. Seth, where can people follow you on, on social media? Uh, yeah, my personal Twitter is at uh, Seth Bidoff. You can find me there. I usually do a lot of sports talk and a few other things. And then uh, in terms of what I write and uh, where you can find me, ESPNRadio117Team.com. Uh, you can find my pre- and post-match articles there. I also live-tweet the matches for ESPN Radio. And then uh, for the podcast, it's Somos Mas uh, Podcast. You can find us on YouTube and uh, on basically any podcast player um, out there. You and there's there, millions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seth, thank you for joining us once again. Guys, Becca, my old co-host, has a new show premiering at 1030 this morning. Uh, make sure that you guys check it out. Show her some support. Tell her that the Morning Mix sent you as well. All right, guys, you guys have a great Wednesday. We are back tomorrow. I got a special guest, but I cannot announce it until tonight. So we're going to have a special guest in studio tomorrow and uh, can't wait. You guys have a good one. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow morning.